Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, Keep It fans. This episode is coming to you live from Manchester, Tennessee at Bonnaroo Music Festival. It's Kara. And this is Lewis. Guys, we saw Niall Rogers, and we are still recovering from watching a bunch of bros hug each other to We Are Family and mean it so hard. The hardest anybody has ever bonded to that song, I'm telling you. Also, who knew Eminem with a beard is a snack? I forgot what he looks like without the blonde hair, and I I don't hate it. He's a man. All right, let's get to our Bonnaroo episode live from Manchester, Tennessee. God, I feel like we're Alanis Unplugged or something with our... I have these mics. I like this mic situation. Anyway, hi. What's up, guys? Oh, my God. You have a Keep It shirt. Guys. Hell, yes. We oh don't my even God. have Keep It shirts yet. We, we don't even a, have Keep It shirts yet. We need yet. a photo of that after the show. This is bootleg merch, <laughs> and we're going to have you arrested by the FBI. You just uh, sent, like, three Gatorades worth of endorphins through me. <laughs> yes. That's our brand. So we just got here to Tennessee yesterday. Woo! Guys, it is fucking hot. <laughs> it is I'm a slave for you degrees out. The whole video. We should have honorary anacondas around our necks. How like, many yeah. of you are from Tennessee here? Oh, my God, a lot. Okay. All right. So Ira missed his flight. First of all, <laughs> Delta gave me a wrong ticket. It was the app's problem, and they offered me a $75 voucher. $75, okay, yeah. good. You, Glamour. Uh, well, so Lewis I would have missed the flight, though. <laughs> he would have missed it anyway. <laughs> Lewis and I stepped off the plane, and it was still 80 degrees outside at, like, 11 p.m. I was immediately in, like, a Tennessee Williams play. Just suddenly I had a straw hat and was sweating and monologuing yeah, about my divorce. Really, yeah, Yeah. But we're very excited to be at Bonnaroo. We're happy to see all of you. <laughs> we're going to... You're going to check out some bands later. I am currently tweeting at Nicki Minaj because she's here with Eminem, and I want her to come to the stage. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, Imagine seeing uh, Nicki Minaj in person. Do you just dissolve immediately? Like she's, She can't be somebody who just takes up space like a normal person, right? She's like parade float level gravitas. Maybe you'll find out, Louis. I guess so. Maybe yeah, you'll find well, out. welcoming to the stage... Um, we have a guest, yeah, we guys. Have a guest. We, have we a guest. finally replaced Lewis. He's going to leave after this. It's been so fun. We did a yeah. nationwide search. Yes. <laughs> Katy Perry helped us. <laughs> You've seen him on Conan and his Comedy Central special, and he's currently writing for Big Mouth. Please welcome Joel Kim Booster. Woo. Oh, my goodness. What an honor. <laughs> <laughs> you can get closer to us. Yeah, I don't know who said this He was this very up. far away. Okay. Is this too close to you? Oh, no, it's cute. Joel and I met years ago writing on Billy on the Street. Are you Billy that... Eichner fans out there? Uh, yes. 
Many great um, Margot Robbie's Escape Margot Robbie's moment. The amount of jokes we had to write that ended in Rachel McAdams were so shocking. <laughs> it went on and on. Our first segment, <laughs> we're going to discuss Song of the Summer. Song of the Summer is a heated debate yes. among friends. Maybe it is among you as well. But I feel like last year, most of us were divided between Despacito oh, and yeah. Wild Thoughts. Those I were forgot my, about the that. The Wild Thoughts was my fave. Okay. But this year, there's a bunch of contenders. So um, what are you all hearing as the Song we, of the Summer this year? Should we go through year? the contenders? Yeah. What are, you all, what, are you, what are you all hearing is in the running to be Song of the Summer this year? I well, mean, yeah, go ahead. I only really hear music in the back of Ubers now. Um, sure. So it's mostly that. And the one song that I hear more than any other song, and I don't know who sings it, and I only know the chorus, but is the song... That you just meet me in the middle. Oh yeah, Marin uh, Morris. Well, it's called, wait, that's Marin Morris. It's, yeah, it's and called somebody the else. middle. Oh, it is called the middle. So, cool, cool, cool. Uh, I prefer Jimmy Eat Worlds. Um, it's it's Zed. 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 Zed and Marin Morris. That? That's Zed. the person's name. He's that DJ who. Um, I don't know who that is. Don't who, even bother. Who, it's he fine. sort it's of fine. gave us Troy Savon in a big way. He like broke Tr- Troy Savon. Yeah. Right. Has this person? How old is he? He's Has he a, been around? He's a, he's a teenager. Oh, His okay. look is very the other chain smoker. Like yeah. the one uh, they don't talk about or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's the middle. Um, I have been hearing um, Cardi B's I Like It a yes. lot. Yes, Cardi yes. B. Uh, I just, I, Cardi B's I Like It makes me want to be in New York. Just mm-hmm. like at the, what's that? What's that club like on the west side? In New York. No, there's like this real like. I'm just making up. No, I just want to be there. I want to go to a bodega. That's what I think of when I hear I like it. I want Fat Joe to jump on the yes, track. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Ariana Grande, obviously, no tears left to cry, yes. which I would st- yes. I would describe as maybe like her seventh best song. I'm not yeah, obsessed. It's hard to pull off a mid-tempo ballad, but I think she does it. Yeah, she has a song coming out with um, possible future. Keep it guess Nicki Minaj. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but it's due to come out in at the end of June. So That's too late, you, you girl. missed the boat. Wait, you but missed can I, the boat. Actually, so I was in San Francisco last weekend and I got in an Uber and he was playing concert footage of an Ariana Grande concert from a recent concert. Yeah, and she, she did sang, Wango Tango. Yeah, she sang She that, did the song. She did the great. song. I didn't love it. You didn't? I thought it sounded like a song written for Gwen Stefani that she didn't oh. take. Um, well, we've all made that mistake. Yes, yes. We've all made that mistake. Blake Sheldon told her, no. Yeah. <laughs> you a country girl now. <laughs> I just wonder how long Ariana Grande, how long her style icon can be Miss Pac-Man. How long can we do a bow and a, and a tight pony? It's shocking. She let her hair down she on let, the cover of Rolling a, Stone. She yeah. did the half up, half down thing. Yeah. That's a different look. She switches it up, Lewis. I feel like, Ryra, your, your Chun-Li could be a... Could I be fucking a, love the loves, song Chun-Li. He loves that song. I get it. She's appropriating Asian culture and um, Capcom culture. Okay. But um, I Thank God there are no it. rice patty hats in the audience because that's my big pet peeve at this festival is I just want to go and bean it off of every little white boy I see in a rice patty hat. <laughs> uh-huh. it's not, listen, this isn't about cultural appropriation either. You look stupid and it's not a functional hat for the festival. <laughs> People are now hiding their rice patty hats just around us everywhere. I By the way, like can I, say, I was going to say he about Chun Li. As somebody who is obsessed with Chun Li, the actual character, like as in weirdly a hero person of mine growing up, 
it's awkward to only find the song okay. I'm not obsessed with it. You don't like it You're either, do you? Here, I All right, I Lewis. don't mind when it comes on. And then I think the last potential weird one is This Is America. Well, there's also Nice For What there's, by Drake. Well, there, yeah, Nice For What. But This Is America, because I heard it recently out at like a bar or a club. And as I said before in the podcast, if I had just heard the song before the video, I think I would like really be into the song. It's really hard for me to separate the two. But it came on and I was like, it's giving me like, I kind of liked it. I put dollar bills into a stripper's G-string at a downtown LA to gay this bar. This Is America. To This Is America. And I was like, this is a pop song. And then I thought of the video where Donald Glover is shooting a black choir. And I, I said, you know what? Maybe not. I know. And I was like, maybe don't dance to this. Because you want to. It's like a little Fela Kuti. Like, you want to feel it, and then you then you fully remember the video, and it's and it's dead. There's something we really need to talk about, because <laughs> we released our show last week talking about... Way too uh, early. Way too early, <laughs> because Donald Trump is a petty bitch. Yeah. He decided to go ahead and actually pardon Alice Marie Johnson. Woo. He did it literally the day our episode came out where we said that Kim Kardashian... Like, was it the day of? It was the day the episode came oh, out. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, And who the fuck knew Kim Kardashian was going to be the second coming of Sister Helen Prejean? That's right. So... Here's the thing. We honestly should have seen it coming. Here's a question I have for everyone. How many of you honestly watched The Celebrity Apprentice? Did you watch it? I'm sorry to say that I did watch it. I watched it. It was good. Yeah. Here's the thing. Nene Leakes called LaToya yeah. Jackson Casper the Ghost yes. every week. It was a fun yeah. show. We you guys enabled Trump to be our president, so <laughs> thank you. you. Uh, that show was him having celebrities on who then groveled and begged other celebrities to donate money and time. And then Trump, the benevolent dictator, would be like, you win this week, good try. And that's exactly what happened here. A celebrity approached him, public, and they got a photo op out of it. And then now he gets to claim he's nice to somebody who's famous. Right. He that's actually it. used to penalize contestants for not reaching out to celebrities to oh, help God. them in tasks. Right. Like a task would be... Um, we have a lemonade stand on Fifth Avenue. He would yell at someone and be like, well, why didn't you invite Katie Couric to come down? Right. You worked with her. I'm not going to apologize to Kim because I did not grow. I did not think that would happen. I did not believe in you at all. Did not think that would happen. And it did. And I'm very happy for Alice Johnson. But I have two problems. One is that people st are not skeptical enough, just like in general, to not realize, like, do you not think it's a coincidence that this should happen right after her husband said slavery was a choice? Like, to think that that is not related to me is very simple. To be like, oh, no, she was, she's been working on it for months. And, like, yeah, I believe she cared. But that timing is very, very coincidental. You should all be way more skeptical of that. And also the problem for me is that for her, I feel like the conversation stops with this. She yeah. got the woman that she wanted out. There are thousands of Alice Johnsons, thousands and thousands of them. And so the fact that to her it's easy to solve one problem it's easy to help one person and the reason that you want people who fucking understand prison reform is they understand that this is a larger issue that needs to be solved for a lot of people and to go in there and fix and help one person is much easier than saying the entire system needs to change right conservatives yeah. use moments like this to trap people to say you're crazy for critiquing trump because right. look what he actually and, did yeah. but then 
they don't actually care about nonviolent drug offenders right. who are rotting in prison. And all you're doing is helping Donald Trump be able to go out there and be like, see, I helped a black person. I'm not a crazy white supremacist. Yeah. Like, you are helping him push the notion that he is helping black people. That's because what you're doing. Because if you thought he would follow it up with pardoning other drug offenders, he actually just decided to go and keep pardoning dead black people <laughs> who don't need pardons. Who were already uh, fucking pardoned. Also, he he, he mentioned pardoning Muhammad Ali this week, who's conviction was already overturned. Right. There's nothing to pardon. Also, he did not pardon Alice Johnson. He commuted her sentence, which is different. That should be noted also. I've seen, I've seen uh, theories online that say that all of Kanye's bullshit was actually calculated by the oh, Kardashians oh, so that she could... And it's like, none of this oh, is that please. deep. Oh, Kanye please. is Miss Sloan coming yeah, up with exactly. a scheme to trap Trump. Chris slowly poisoning Trump. him with mushrooms every week. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Phantom she has her us. highlighted version of, of of the new Jim Crow. Is that what we're saying? That she's just been like fucking mapped it out, please. Also, by the way, I mean for Trump, it's just a PR stunt, and it's not a PR stunt. He's going to redo fifty times. Right. He's going to get sick of it and then never do it again. Right. So. So you helped one person, which is wonderful, and I'm sure she's very happy, and that is great. Like legitimately, I don't like Kim Kardashian, but that is that is a good thing. But like, there is a larger picture here that. I very much do not think any of them are seen. Also, Jeff Slave Catcher Sessions is still <laughs> the head of the Department of Justice. Right. You know, he, he rides around um, in the wacky races yes. chasing after, after Penelope after Pitstop. After he bakes cookies in a tree <laughs> like a fucking Keebler elf. <laughs> As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made In Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made In. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made In Cookware. Keep It is brought to you by Barefoot Dreams. Lewis? Yes? When you see... Footprints in the sand. That was when I carried you in my barefoot dreams rub. Now, is that a Leona Lewis song? <laughs> no? Uh, if you want to bring coziness into your life, you turn to barefoot dreams, especially now as the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite luxe home blanket. And while many have attempted to duplicate their blankets, robes, and more, Barefoot Dreams' fabrication and quality cannot be replicated, so don't believe the dupes. Girl, this blanket is it. I effing love this blanket. I'm thinking about it right now, and I want to jump in my bed, which is sponsored by something that we'll do another ad for momentarily. Get ready. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Jesus, get a life, Oprah. My God. <laughs> Dressing head to toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort as their collection of ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. Their products make the perfect gifts, too. Uh, I throw this thing on. I wear it like a shawl. I look exactly like Ellen Burstyn. And <laughs> I am the coziest a human being can be. Because, by the way, it's still that time in Los Angeles where it's, like, pretty mild outside. And then your apartment is cold. I can't explain mm. it. I don't know things like basic science. For Keep It listeners, you can get 15% off your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code KEEPIT15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. <laughs> 
Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR and how I live my life every day. Oh, I'm glad to bear witness to it. (laughs) Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of a struggle. It sounds like you at Coachella. I'm already tuned in. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective, from Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Doesn't the black experience sound like a three-disc Prince album we never got? Someone check the vault, please. <laughs> Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. And now we're back. <laughs> Sex in the City just hit its 20th anniversary this Woo! month. That's crazy. Um, how, have any of you watched it? Recently? Recently? Don't like be ashamed. Like a reviewing? Recently? It's right. a fun review. I got to say, it's a fun rewatch. Yeah. Uh, the 20th anniversary has given a lot of journalists the opportunity to revisit its legacy. And the main question was, was it good? And in 2018... Does its representation of women and, like, an all-white New York seem problematic? I don't think so. It seems perfect. I will tell you that this morning before we left, (laughs) we watched the episode where Samantha dates a black chef's brother. And, wow, that episode was crazy. That woman, she confronted Samantha, if you don't remember it. She was opening a fusion soul food restaurant. Because that's all we can cook. <laughs> and Samantha started dating her sexy brother. And then the black woman was confronting Samantha, like, I don't want you to date my brother. And her explanation was literally, it's a black thing. That's why I want to tell it. That is really a spinoff podcast. <laughs> it's called it's, it's a, a black, black thing. thing. Oh my God, guys. John, John, and Tommy, if you guys want another one, it's called It's a Black Thing. Where we explain Kool-Aid to Tommy Vitor. Anyway, Sundra Oakley, the actress who played that chef, she was interviewed about that experience for Vanity Fair this week. Yeah. And she talked about how surreal it was having to basically play this storyline where she kept hounding Samantha, being like, you can't date my brother. I don't fuck with white women. It's crazy. It's crazy. You can tell a white person wrote this. For the most part, we don't care who other black people date. I'm busy. <laughs> also, the reason you don't want your brother dating Samantha is not because she's white. It's because yeah. she's a hoe. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I get yeah. it. If it's her brother, HPV. That's if her what... brother was a hoe, maybe they're good together. Right. But, you know, 
Samantha is wild. I wouldn't want to date her either. I, I did think it was interesting, though, the way that actress was also, she read the script and was like, oh, this is not great, but was so excited to just even be part of such a huge show at the time. And she was like, I got to wear like one of the costumes and they were so like iconic and amazing. So it was interesting that she, I think that that's something that I think about a lot that like as for me, like as a black woman, there's a lot of art that I have to appreciate without seeing myself in it because and just recognize that like I still, I still love sex in this city. I love sex in this city. And I think a lot of times white people maybe don't realize that like there are things that you can enjoy when you're not in it. And for her to still have been really excited about that show just because she recognizes that it's really important without having any good representations of herself in it, I thought was like a really interesting thing. Well, and also I think it's a little bit of a sign of progress that that's a story. Like someone right. was like, that's a story. Because how many times has a black actress had to play that part across every other show right. on television in the 80s, 90s, and today, and like nobody's interviewing those women, and suddenly finally made the connection of like, oh, that experience must have been wild, right. and so we gotta figure, we gotta talk to this woman, yeah, yeah, because yeah. she's by, the only one. By the way, the zaniest part of this episode is obviously when the four main women of the show unpack Samantha's experience. The amount of times they repeat the phrase big black dick one as if they thought of this witticism then themselves like they're like su like super round table you know regulars coming up with this like glib and ridiculous turn of phrase but they say it so often it's like this isn't even a joke and yet you're proud of it it is it's a it's a very weird episode in particular to watch 20 years later. But I do want to say that I find uh, Sarah Jessica Parker as an actress underrated on the show. I think the reason people are so infuriated with that character is because she makes self-absorption seem so real. It's so That's right. so an actual person to me. I it don't makes know. you realize that if Carrie's an asshole, you're probably an asshole yes. also. Yeah. Precisely. And but I've accepted that about myself. So. Kristen Davis going, no! No! Is iconic. <laughs> it's like, she should have gotten nominated for that scene alone. For the movie. Um, yeah. Was that that was the same movie with with Jennifer Hudson? Yes. Oh, Jennifer Hudson. What a lamentable How can we talk about black women in Sex and the City without talking about Jennifer Hudson? Talking Whoa. about bad representations of black women <laughs> in media. Imagine like spinning entire movie where your through line is begging a white woman for a Louis Vuitton purse. That you aren't saying properly. You can't even pronounce it properly. No, her entire storyline is, I'm thrilled to receive a gift. That's it. I know. <laughs> she taught her how to use email, right? Do you remember because, like, Big yeah, had sent her the email that said, I miss you? But it was in, like, a different folder. And she was like, Louise, how do you, how do you get to the secret email folders? And then she was like, Big still loves me. And that was, that was like, the climax of the movie. Do you remember the Asian man in that movie? The, uh, the sole Asian man in that film? Who was it? It was the man who is applying to be her assistant who inexplicably is oh, wearing yes. pink heels yes. that oh, she yes. somehow didn't notice him wearing on the way into the Starbucks? <laughs> I've met that man. He's very nice. When we're back, we're all going to pick which character in Night Court we are. <laughs> We're back. I'm not going to reach Are out. Are you guys hydrating? Because I feel like that's a very important part of the festival experience. Yeah. I yes, know love. I Somebody know just held up a beer can. So drink water. <laughs> uh, that's not how that works, sir. So, Vulture recently published an article titled The Bold and Body New Queens of Comedy. So it's basically about how gay men in comedy are creating their own lanes. Not just men. Um, gay men and... Um, 
gay men and women. And okay, the non-binary. And yes. non-binary. Everyone who's not straight, are you happy, Miss yes. Frizzle? Yes. <laughs> Everyone who's gay, LGBTQI+, plus is creating their own new lane instead of trying to fit into traditional heterosexual comedy spaces. You were name-checked in the article, Joel. Joel. Uh, yeah. So I'll ask you first. Is there, like, a new era of gay comedy? Uh, yeah, no. I will say that I've been doing this for eight years, and uh, within the last, like, couple of years, there's definitely been a shift, I think. It feels less like we're playing in our own corner. I think that's the biggest difference, is that there's more sort of, you know, I'm playing mainstream clubs across the country, you know, and that is not something that I think I would have seen for myself even, like, four years ago. And I also think the biggest change within the comedy community, especially within the sort of, like, gay comedy community, is that I'm friends with them, which if you talk to people who are sort of older, like Guy Branham or uh, Brad Lokley, that wasn't something that they ever got to experience because it was sort of like a one-in, one-out. Like, it was like a nightclub, the industry, and they could only have room for one, whereas now, like, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like, it does feel like a rising tide raises all the ships sort of thing. Like, every time John Early gets a part, it's good for all of us because then there are three parts written for John Early that he can't take. That's um, right. That I go in to read for and never book. So it is, it's like helpful. It's good for all of us. I was going to say, do you think there's also been an uptick in queer people seeking out queer comedy. Yeah, I think that's a bigger that is a, a bigger change that I'm seeing a little bit more slowly like it's tough because we're we're butting up against the representation issues of it all. Like my biggest trolls online are gay men and Asian men who are mad that I'm not representing the community in a specific way because there are just there aren't a lot of us. So I think like that is why people get frustrated. And my response to them always, and it sounds bitchy, but it is just like go make your own shit, um, which is how it should be. And it's not. And I'm not being like catty. I am being like legitimately. If you don't see yourself represented, I didn't. I went out and did this so that I could. You know. What do they think of- you're doing wrong? What's that? What do they think you're doing wrong? I mean, I talk about sex too much for the mm. gay men. Um, I think, we hate that. Yeah, I know. And then uh, Asian men, uh, typically it's like straight Asian men who are like, great, an Asian person on television, but they had to be a faggot, you know? And that yeah. is sort of, I think because the closeness, I think Asian men are feminized yes. a lot yeah. by the culture, and I think they get mad because they're like, I don't know. They see me connected to that for whatever reason. But L- honestly, a view's a view, bitch. So keep Little watching. Little do they know, you are trade in the gay community. I um, don't think that's I'm actually kidding. the case. I know. It, was, it was a joke, Joel. No, no, no. Anyway, I think that it's a bit sort of like the problem that HBO had with looking. You know, whether you like the show or not, a lot of the criticisms of that show were, this isn't like me and my gay friends, right. which is like, okay, cool, I can watch a lot of black things and be like, this isn't me and my friends, but is it enjoyable, and do I like watching it? And also, that being on allows us to create other things. Looking got canceled, and we don't have any other gay shows on TV. We have Queer Eye and Drag Race. If there were 12 lookings then it wouldn't, none of us would have talked about looking because we would have been like, that's not for us. I'm not going to watch that show anymore. I have all these other options. It was just like, because it was our only option. And now going in and trying to sell shows, this, the failure of looking, the quote-unquote failure of looking, 
has reverberated. Nobody wants to touch just like four gay guys hanging out. Like maybe that's a boring show anyways, yeah. but like they don't, they literally, you cannot mention that show when you're yeah. in a development meeting because everyone is like, no, 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 no. Nobody what? wants it. Cause nobody watched it. One of the things that I feel like has been very recent for me is that there have been shows starring black people and I'm like, Oh, I don't really want to watch this. And I don't feel like I have to, and it'll still be fine. Like, you know, Somebody is watching Power. Yes. I don't know who I don't know watches who, but Power. I don't, I don't have to, and the show will be fine, and I love that. And I'm just like, I want more. Like, we should all have that, where you don't feel like, oh, my God, I got to fucking watch Looking just because there's nothing else. And I feel like it's been very recent for black people where I'm like, I don't need to watch... I won't. I won't be rude. You it's, already did it for me. I won't. I don't need to watch. You don't need to mention being another Mary show. Being Mary Jane. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Being Mary Jane was great. It was great for the first two seasons. Yes. There's and also. There's also always going to be that thing of you know like, an Atlanta or a Wire where you know you sometimes rebuke it because it's the only show. Black white show people, that white people, white people love. watch. Yeah. Um, it took me forever to watch The Wire. Um, <laughs> I've only seen three episodes of Atlanta. I'm sorry. But it doesn't uh, matter. I know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because I can watch other black shows. Yeah. yeah. Also, it's sort of like when Love, Simon came out earlier this year. One of the thrills of it for me was now, even if you're not into it and you're like some gay kid somewhere, it's something you can scroll past on Netflix and not have to watch. But no, it's there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like, I'm not into it, but I see it. And that's one fucking movie in my court, you know. But it's still about that looking problem, you know, about needing more than one to, you know, sort of check the industry. Right. You know, because like... T, I talked to some of the actors who were in um, Love, Simon, and it did fine, but casting directors in Hollywood apparently just, like, aren't checking for the cast. You know, they're like, it's niche, it's gay, it's whatever, and they've moved on. So I we want- need to keep working on creating more of these things for people to see. We brought up John Early earlier. I have to give him extra props because one time he tweeted about a meeting where someone called his brand too niche and his response was, oh, honey, just call me a faggot. Yeah. It's like That's niche is something that is thrown at us as if we're talking about the most obscure quantum physics. known. To, like You couldn't possibly understand a gay guy hanging out with a queer woman or something. To it's, be fair, Lewis, not everybody knows the title of Jody Watley's fourth album released <laughs> only in Japan. Is that the one where she's wearing the yellow blazer? Because it's know. beautiful. Yes. <laughs> no one on this stage will be able to confirm that for you. Lewis, you Lewis says things constantly, like words and people, and I tell you quite literally I've never heard of them. Like it's the first time those sounds have come into my ear. Those Almost consonants every other being thing put up says, against those I've vowels. I've never heard yeah. of it. And he's so, but he's passionate in a way where I'm like, I believe this is a thing. Right. I'm not lying. Yeah. You're not lying, but I have never in my life heard of this. Most of what I say is like Easter eggs for like 57-year-old hairdressers in the Midwest who are like, yeah. please make a reference to Faye Dunaway today. Please. <laughs> Anything. I only know most of them because I feel like all the people Lewis references guest starred on Touched by an Angel at some point you got in the it. 90s. You are talking about Valerie Bertinelli. Yeah. Yes. You know. Um, Joel... Where do you want to see gay comedy go? You know, what do you think is missing right now, even in this hot spot? For me, it's, it's so funny. I got asked by a gay magazine recently, why is there no gay Amy Schumer? No, and I think, like, that is the next big thing. I think John is, like, making a lot of strides, but, like... Uh, I think, like, a big marquee, like, stand-up comedian that, like, can sell out a stadium. Like, I would love for that. Like, most of my jokes, 
are about dating and sex in a very broad way. And it's really frustrating for me when people will be like, oh, I love that gay joke. And I, it was a joke about getting ghosted on a date, which is something that I feel like every single person here understands whether or not they have a dick in their butt at the end of it. You know, like, it's just so weird to me that, like, I sometimes feel like I'm put in a, like, a sort of off-to-the-side, like, sideshow category just because the people I'm talking about in my jokes about dating happen to be men, you know? And when we come back, Lewis gets to fulfill his Pat Sajak fantasy and host a little game. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made In Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made In. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made In Cookware. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Artists have dropped singles in America since the late 19th century. Movies have been around since the 1880s. TV has graced our living room since 1928. But in the last few years, all these industries have made the same exciting discovery. People of color. Brilliant move. In fact, over the last year, we've spent a lot of time witnessing white male-dominated industries celebrate their quote-unquote first-person-of-color awards without any real plan to make these embarrassing honors obsolete. So we're going to play a game we call Firsts at Last. We're going to highlight an important first in a powerful industry, and we need somebody to play it with us. Do we have any volunteers? Anybody, anybody, anybody? Oh, no, come back. We lost our planted volunteer. Oh. To be fair, this was very confusing. It was sure. confusing. You're wearing a Britney shirt, and then you started oh wandering God. the stage like Britney. Hello. We just, we just invited a gentleman to the stage who was wearing a decadent Britney Spears shirt. 1998, exactly, if I'm not mistaken. What's your name? Hayden. Hayden. Are you, a, are you the deepest Britney Spears stan at Bonnaroo? Uh, not really. Oh, really? Who do you stan? Uh, I love bass nectar. You love what? Bass nectar. Oh, sure. Sure, sure, sure. How old are you? Uh, 22. <laughs> Do you know who Fleetwood Mac is? <laughs> yes. The, yeah, this is actually the more appropriate game, is just getting a 19-year-old up here and hectoring him about references. <laughs> so the game works like this. I'm going to read a question, and then our three panelists will all read one of the possible answers, and you say which one you think is correct. The game begins now. 
Since 1975, Saturday Night Live has made its name for its satirical coverage of the people who shape our politics, society, and culture. Did you know that? During its 42nd season in 2016, SNL hit which of the following milestones in representation? Bringing back Jimmy Fallon's blackface Chris Rock. That was A. B. Doing their first show underwater with the entire crew in Scuba Deer, but unfortunately, Beck Bennett drowned. <laughs> and C. Hiring their first Latina cast member, Melissa Villasenor. Hayden, help us out. What do you think it is? Is it B? Did you say B? You thought there was a homicide on the, t- on the television? Hold on, I'm going to read this again for you because you thought it was this. Doing their first show underwater with the entire crew in scuba gear, but unfortunately, Beck Bennett drowned. Joel, why don't you read your option again? Hiring their first Latina cast member, Melissa Villasenor. It's C. C? Okay. It is C. It is C. What? Someone on what? that show should have drowned before they hired, or, or much after Precisely. hiring a Latina. No, actor, it's but. wild that it took them 42 years to get a Latina cast member when in their first season with Chevy Chase and John Belushi, they had two assholes. Isn't yeah. that wild? Speaking <laughs> of people who should drown. They both suck. I'm sorry. Any story you hear. <laughs> Moving on. Question two. Hayden, I think you're doing great. <laughs> We're doomed. Since 1929, people have watched the Academy Awards. We call them the Oscars in the biz. To see their favorite Hollywood stars celebrated for their moving and poignant performances. In 2002, what did viewers get to witness for the first time ever on the Oscar stage? Ira. A. A sweaty George Lucas inventing a time machine that took us back before Star Wars episodes one, two, and three were made and told his younger self, keep it. B. B. Eminem presenting an award, paparazzi raced to his side as onlookers noticed his palms were sweaty, knees were weak, arms were heavy, then vomited on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti turns out he was nervous. Or is it C? Halle Berry sobbing on stage as she became the first and only black woman to win the Oscar for Best Actress. Is, is it C? It it's sure is C. C, Hayden. I swear to God, Hayden, if you didn't say C. I hate seeing that clip in packages. I mean, I know it's historic, but we also have to see Adrian Brody assaulting oh, her yes. every he, time. It's very weird. And also, just I don't feel like we've unpacked that moment enough. Like, why do you get to kiss Holly Berry? That's yeah. a strange instinct. Has Adrian Brody been me too'd yet? No, he has not. Though what? Tina Fey famously said she was his, he was her least favorite host on SNL. How about that? It seems shocking. There's not enough black women in Hollywood for him to assault at the Oscars. She's the first and only. You'll get Me Too'd in like 40 years. Precisely. All right. See, Hayden, I think you're doing the best that anybody can do. Number three. At Coachella this year, which hereafter will forever be known as Beachella. By the way, you can tell straight people came up with that pun. Can we do it like Coach On, say, or something? Anything else would be fine. Beyonce became the first black woman to headline the festival. Here's a question. What was the best song from her set? Ira, A. When she did lift every voice and sing and white people didn't know what it was. B, Kara. When she did Everybody Mad and white people didn't know what it was. Or C. When she did Get Me Bodied and white people didn't know who Solange was. Hayden, what's your answer? I'm going to go with D, all the above. Hayden, we oh! tried to trick you and you saw right Hayden's through us. Hayden's getting it. <laughs> There's hope for him yet. Hayden came to play. He looked at me like, 
This is a trap, Vertel. I know exactly what's going on. You will not, you will not have your, your fun with me. Here we go. In its new era of wokeness, Hollywood is starting to chart a new course in storytelling with movies that feature majority-minority casts like Black Panther and Coco. So, which of the following was probably a no-brainer for studio execs Roger, Paul, and Bob? Was it A? Casting Asian characters with Asian-identifying people instead of white-identifying people like Emma Stone and Scarlett Johansson. B. As mine is really long. <sighs> Creating a revisionist history star vehicle in which Matt Damon builds the Great Pyramid of Giza with his bare hands. Then he explains to the pyramid architects how he came up with the master plan on his own while taking up two seats on the subway. Or is it C? Greenlighting Crazy Rich Asians, it will be the first film in 25 years since the Joy Luck Club to center around an Asian cast in a modern setting without any connection to martial arts. Hayden, which is it? I swear to fucking Christ, Hayden. <laughs> Trust the, final the Asian person on stage. Is it C? It sure is C, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that preview for Crazy Rich Asians looks hilarious oh, to It me. looks amazing. Yes. What does Hayden win? Hayden, your prize was that you were going to be the new cast member on Keep It. However, I am the host of this game and have decided to cancel you. <laughs> Thank you so much for your attempt. Yeah. Give it up for Hayden, everybody. Yeah. Congrats, Hayden. Look, we were so go to the close. Getty website and look up a photo. That's what your prize is. A yeah. Getty watermarked image. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Hayden. Hey, guys, give him another hand. Give, a, give Hayden a round of applause. <laughs> we want to thank Joel Kim Booster for being here. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Show up to the studio next Tuesday. Yes. I can't wait. Unless you're in Crazy Rich Asians 2. I don't know. I hope you are booked and busy. But if you're not, you replace Lewis. (laughs) It would be my honor. It would be my honor, actually. Thank you guys so much for having me. Can we get a round of applause for Joel? And we're back with our final and favorite part of the show. Mm -hmm. It's where we decide what we don't like this week in pop culture. Mm -hmm. It's called Keep It. Lewis, why don't you go first? Uh, Keep it to Anne Hathaway haters. Uh, Is that a real keep it? Yes. (laughs) Do you think that doesn't exist? Have you been on the internet? (laughs) Let me teach you about the internet sometime, sweetie. This is just a roundabout way for you to talk about Anne Hathaway and how much you love her. Yes, you got it. All right. What would be worse than positivity? I would just hate that. (laughs) Did you guys see Ocean's 8 yet? It just came out. They've been at this. You guys have been here, right? They've been at Bonnaroo. They've been at Bonnaroo. They could have snuck it on Thursday night, as I did. It started (sighs) Thursday. Let me say something about this movie. It is a little slow. It is not as dynamic as I want it to be. And yet it is a showcase for how fucking funny Anne Hathaway is. I feel like she's always somebody who we're we're saying kind of needs a comeback. Like we got so sick of her after she won her Oscar. We thought she was so annoying. And she has literally never been bad in a movie. She looks ravishing. She's got comedic chops. And guys... You are fooling yourselves if you think she is not as good as Meryl in Devil Wears Prada. She is amazing in that movie also. So I just want to say, can we retire this fucking 2011 take that somehow she is unworthy of being, you know, this rad movie star who does have an Oscar? It's just a supporting. Get over it. Congrats, Anne Hathaway. (laughs) You did it. Uh, All right. 
Um, I, I love you and Rachel getting married. I actually really like Anne Hathaway, but all right. Look, this is my favorite thing about Ira. He's like, I'm sick of Lewis's take. I also agree. It's a bit. <laughs> Kara, what's your keep it? My keep it is to the relationship of Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson. And I'm actually not mad at them. I like, good for them. I just feel like the coverage this is getting feels crazy. It's like she started dating Justin Timberlake or someone incredibly famous. Like, I know that this man got tattoos of the bunny ears or some shit like that. I know that they're thinking about kids, weird. All of this could be fake, but still. It's been like three weeks. Right? That they've yeah. that we've known about this. And I feel like there's so much press about this relationship. I do not understand why everyone thinks that we are so invested in the kind of googly-eyed guy from SNL and Ponytail. It seems, it, there's, there's so many stories, and I'm happy for them. Good luck to the two of you. They seem cute together. They seem like they're enjoying themselves. But I don't need any more, I don't need any more stories about this. All right. Some of you may remember when we talked about Stacey Dash uh, tried to run for office in L.A. She dropped out, but she was still on the primary ballot. And somehow, she got over 7% of the vote, and nearly 3,000 people in that county voted for her. So my keep it is to those people. I don't care what the fuck you were doing. <laughs> She wasn't even running, and you still voted for Stacey Dash. You gave her a participation award. She wasn't even participating. 3,000 fucking people That's in LA. That's a lot LA. of people. Huh? That's a lot of people. That's a lot of fucking people. Yes. What do we think Stacey Dash is good at? What is she going to bring a community? Was she in a hat? Because she was great in that and Clueless. Yes. Unless she was in a hat, I don't need it. I mean, she also did the Clueless TV show. Oh, she did. Yeah, she came back. She needed a check. She that's needs a, a that's when now. she still looked 19, and it turns out being a hateful Fox Schiller ages you like a fucking banana in a hot car. Because <laughs> it is the the only antidote to melanin. Yeah, <laughs> it's going on Fox, Fox News. News. That's our keep it for the week, and that's our show. Yeah. Woo. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you for coming. <laughs> The two in the bootleg Keep It merch. Please meet us over there, though, because we need a photo of it. Thank you. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley. For the love of home.